During droughts, these pests will bite you more. That story and others on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The U.S. Geological Survey in Hawaii is warning that there could be massive eruptions of the Kilauea volcano in coming weeks after it first exploded on May 3rd. Lava continues to sink inside the volcanic crater, and an influx of groundwater could lead to steam explosions launching ballistic projectiles as small as a pebble or as big as a car. Ash clouds may rise to higher elevations and spread over larger areas. CNN reports that new vents on the ground miles east of the Kilauea summit have released slow-moving lava and toxic gas into communities. Should winds weaken, the gases can combine with moisture to create volcanic smog or VOG containing acid droplets that can cause respiratory problems. If precipitation occurs, the result will be acid rain with the corrosive properties of diluted battery acid, which can damage plants, cars, and buildings. Some people on the island use catchment systems for their water, and officials are warning that they could be polluted from the ash in the air. About 2,000 people have been forced to evacuate due to the lava flows and about 24 homes have been destroyed. Recently, a candidate for governor in Colorado offered a possible solution to the projected gap between the state's water supply and demand. His answer? Beavers. There were some chuckles when he did so. The idea that beavers could solve what some project as a huge water deficit may seem odd at best. But beavers could have a role in water quality issues, if not closing quantity gaps. A recent study published in the journal Earth Processes and Landforms shows that beaver dams are natural filters for waterways. They can help stem the loss of valuable soils from farms and clean up polluted rivers and streams. A single family of the critters at a research site covering about six acres, built 13 dams, and created a series of deep ponds along a small stream. The scientists learned that the beaver ponds trapped sediment with high concentrations of phosphorus and nitrogen, usually coming from fertilizers, that can pollute human and wildlife water supplies. The study was done in England, where beavers were thought to have been extinct until about 10 years ago, when a colony was discovered in Scotland. Urban areas are losing something important for water and air quality, trees. About 36 million trees in the U.S. are lost each year, according to a study from the Forest Service. Trees help reduce carbon emissions and can save energy around buildings by reducing the need for air conditioning. They also warm buildings by lowering wind pressure in colder months. But as new roads and buildings are created, they increase impervious surfaces, and nearly 200,000 acres of tree cover are lost annually. One of the signs scientists involved in the study told Popular Science that the value of trees in urban areas is more important than those in rural forests because they're closer to people. Most people think that mosquitoes bite to get food from human blood, but according to a report from the University of Cincinnati, they also bite because they're thirsty. Mosquitoes use meals of blood to replace the water they've lost, and they may transmit diseases like West Nile virus more frequently when it's dry, according to the researchers. The insects seem to be more threatening after rains when they lay eggs in standing water. However, the new research shows that dry conditions don't provide protection. The study found that dehydrated 
dehydrated conditions did not reduce activity and increased the propensity of mosquitoes to land and feed on a host. Among animals, mosquitoes pose the deadliest threat to humans because of the diseases they spread like malaria, which by itself kills about 400,000 people a year. It doesn't take long for a mosquito to get dehydrated. They get thirsty within two to three hours in high temperatures and low humidity. The flow of the Colorado River is expected to peak at the Utah-Colorado border Sunday, May 13th, which is quite early in the year. According to the Grand Junction Daily Sentinel, this would be the third earliest peak flow from snowmelt runoff that supplies water to much of the southwest. While the peak is occurring early, the amount of water in the river is low. According to records from the Colorado River Conservation District, this year may be the fourth lowest in 85 years. Forecasters are predicting that Lake Powell above Glen Canyon Dam will receive only about 40% of its long-term average. But comparing what's happening to average years may be misleading, as H2O Radio has reported earlier. According to a white paper from the Colorado River Research Group, the Southwest is entering a period of aridification in which drier conditions persist instead of a drought with a distinct end. And finally, people have used plants and animals to understand the environment for years. They're called bioindicators. Think canaries and mine shafts to detect gases. There are numerous examples. Lichens are often used to assess air quality since they don't have roots and get a lot of their nutrients from the atmosphere. Plants were used after the Chernobyl disaster to analyze soils after the nuclear meltdown. And a team of scientists in Copenhagen used a plant whose leaves changed from green to red when exposed to nitrogen dioxide gas in order to detect landmines. Now, a researcher from Colorado State University is studying how bats locate usable water sources and detect its quality. Teresa Laverty spent 18 months in Namibia observing bats in the desert. In this extreme arid region, freshwater pools are rare and rivers flow intermittently, so it can be hard for wildlife to find water. But because bats fly, they can find freshwater sources over large areas and may visit multiple ponds in a single night. They're also picky. Laverty observed that bat activity was lower at springs with high salt concentrations. So by tracking the animals, people could locate high-quality water. Water quality challenges aren't limited to African deserts. Groundwater pumping in many areas of the world is degrading aquifers, making them saltier. And road salts have affected freshwater bodies across the U.S. About a third of bat species are endangered worldwide, all the more reason to protect them and follow their activity. A new kind of bat signal, perhaps? This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, bringing together the best and brightest minds in the water sector at ACE 18. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 18.